So welcome to the Tech Edition Podcast, episode six. Our first podcast of twenty seventeen. Uh Clarence, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh coming off the holidays. You know, the first week of work was a bit of a drag, but hey, we're alive. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. And I swear, dude, like as soon as we got here, like the next day it snowed three inches, so that was really like, wow. I'm back in Kansas. Well, believe it or not, it snowed here a couple of days ago. Snowed, flurry, sleeted, all that type of stuff. It was it was nasty. Oh man, it shut shut the whole state down pretty much. <laughs> well, I mean, not well. I think some of the schools shut down, but uh, for the most part, I think people still went to work and stuff. Uh, we left work a little bit early, but but yeah, it was. That, bu- that uh, black ice is vicious, man. Yeah, I almost broke my neck coming out of Waffle House. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! And I like, I like the, the, uh, you know, the thing when Darth Vader like taps on, uh, Obi-Wan's cape when he strikes him down. I <laughs> tapped him on the neck. Oh, well, I taps on his cape. I, I did that. Oh yeah. With his foot. Yeah. With his foot. <laughs> I, I did that to the ice, you know, like, yeah, I got this. Did a little tap. Stepped on it. Still almost broke my neck, but yeah, I didn't drop my food. Oh, so man. that's good. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, this is so this is so creepy. I see that Andy's watching. So hi, Andy, how's it going, man? <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining. First, uh, if you if you have a question, post it in the comments, and we will um address it later. I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll try. So okay, I I so we I guess we need to get started. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. What what do we have today, man? Well, I mean, of course, if you, unless you've been under a rock that was under a rock that was under a mountain and you know that, uh, <laughs> Carrie Fisher passed away. Uh, one of the last casualties of 2016. Yeah. Sad news, man. I was, I was, that was a bummer, especially off coming, coming off of Rogue One, you know. Yeah. And seeing the CG carry and yeah, it was, it was really, really sad. And, you know, I mean, Sadness, you know, is one thing, but just kind of putting it aside the second and I guess kind of being a little cold. Just what, what exactly does that mean for Star Wars going forward? Because she was, she had a minor part, I would say in episode seven, but I think in episode eight, she was supposed to have a bigger part. So yeah, I where mean, does that leave us? Yeah. I mean, her as well as, um, Mark Hamill, you think they're going to have bigger roles in these next maybe two movies but but now i guess it's a little uncertain um and i wonder if they've already um find found out a way to sunset her character coming into this movie uh so it'll be interesting in what they do or what they actually rewrite to uh get around the fact that she won't be around uh personally i definitely don't want to see her recast i'd rather they just find a way in the story to try to write her out and I don't want to see a CG Leia in these new movies, in these, uh, these new movies as far as the, the arc of the universe, you know, going forward past the old episodes, any new episodes, I don't yeah. want to see a CG Leia. So, uh, with that being said, it would, it's going to be interesting to see that how they actually, um, write her out or what they actually do with her. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that like really, really sucks about it is that, you know, Kind of from seeing how how Kylo interacted with Han for that confrontation, like I was just thinking in my mind that eventually we would get that same type of conversation between Kylo and Leia. But obviously now, unless it happens in the second movie, which I don't think it does, 
But I, I mean, I don't, I haven't seen it. I, don't, I haven't read the script. But unless that conversation happens in the second movie, it doesn't like we're ever going to get it. So that kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, especially since these movies center seem to be centering around um, Kylo as their son and where his art goes as well. Not only with Ray and Finn. So yeah, it, it's going to be cool to actually see that. What in December when it comes out again? Yeah, it'll be December, December 2017. Yeah. I'm still writing 2016 <laughs> on things. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. But yeah, it really, really sucks. And, you know, I, I feel for a family and not a day after she passed, Debbie Reynolds, her mother passed like the very next, like a day later. So yeah, it's just really sad, man. Really, really sad. You know, heart goes out to that family. Yeah. And I just have to say before we move on, I, I, I was actually surprised by of hearing of the other things that she did, like tightening up, tightening up scripts and things like that. I didn't, I had no idea she did that stuff. So I wish Him either, I wish I could have heard about that actually before she died, but it's it's still cool to hear about that, that she's actually was involved in those type of things as well. Yeah. Like really the only thing I knew about her, like since star Wars was that she like wrote some books, I think. And like, there's just a bunch of pictures of her flipping the camera off. There's like a, a, gazil- <laughs> a gazillion pictures of her throwing the bird, which I think is kind of hilarious, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Moving right along, man, uh, on from sad news to, uh, what may be Nintendo's redemption. Uh, some, some people might say they don't need, need a redemption, but, um, <laughs> judging from the Wii U, um, the Switch is going to be a welcomed change. And so on, uh, the 13th of this month, we're going to actually get an in-depth look at what Treehouse Switch- Live. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the like their live streaming thing they do to debut products wanna, and crap. Who wanna come up to my treehouse? <laughs> Got some popsicles in the cellar. Play your video games. Yeah, that's just I just that just just that just kind of hit me out of left field there. Tree, treehouse live. That's weird. Yeah, it's a bit oh. weird. But I do like the way they kind of take the middleman out and they do their direct streams. I mean, it makes sense in this age. Yeah, we're well, direct streams. A, a lot of the companies are going, you know, direct, whether it's streams or conferences, uh, press, not press releases, but, you know, events surrounding their products. They're kind of going to doing their own thing, which what's the big Sony event this every year? Uh, is getting pretty popular. Uh, and I wouldn't be Sony. Yeah. They do the big, uh, Sony event every, every December. They did this past December. They do a big event. Oh, I forgot what it's called. Um, yeah, I should know that, but they do that as well as, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft started doing the same thing. So yeah, and that's kind of, I guess their way of with the hype that E3 is, you know, stuff tends, things tend to get buried in the hype. So this is just a kind of way of, uh, stretching out and differentiating differentiating themselves from uh, what's been going on uh, or the news that gets that we get pummeled with around that time. Yeah. I'm just glad they're actually, you know, showing this thing because they really haven't shown that much. There's been like some videos of some hipsters playing it on top of a roof. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. That's about it. Jimmy Fallon. I'm just so surprised how geeky Jimmy Fallon is. He has like all (laughs) kinds of video game stuff on his show, which you just don't think of that when you think tonight's show, but 
Yeah, well, it seems like him and uh, Conan are trying to compete on who's the geekiest, and <laughs> it's fun to watch, I guess. Because Conan, yeah, I guess Conan does a bunch of video game and stuff too, which is which is funny. Is, is Conan still on CBS? Because I no Conan Conan's on, on TBS. Yes, yeah. He's so far removed from the mainstream because he's not on like a main channel. You have to really be into him to go seek him out and watch his stuff, which I don't. So <laughs> that's witnessed by. I just catch. You know, I just catch it on um YouTube and Facebook. Like he did this cl- clueless gamer showdown. Um, it was probably a couple of years ago now. It was him, Robert Gronkowski, and Marshawn Lynch playing Mortal Kombat Ten. Uh huh. And it is like it's so funny. <laughs> Really, you'll ha- you'll have to look that up. It- it's hilarious, man. Didn't that show get like its own? Uh, is it getting a spinoff or something? Seemed like I heard that somewhere. Oh, oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. That's some news that popped up recently. Nice. <laughs> so, um, did we even? T- yeah, we just said they're gonna. There's really not much there except for the fact that they're going to. This is kind of an announcement of an announcement, which I hate, but. It will be cool to see more, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's all type of rumors, you know, that it might be 40% less powerful when it's not docked and things like that. So, I mean, I doubt we get that level of specificity, but it will be cool to see what they actually uh, talk about and actually see some games. And hopefully there's a lot of third party support there. Uh, yes. Games like I'm, I'm actually more excited to see Zelda Skyrim than I am ex- the actual s- the Switch. Um, I'm really yeah. excited about the new Zelda. Yeah, they they pushed it to this console, which it was supposed to come out on the last one, wasn't it? <laughs> At first. Yeah, yeah, they're always pushing stuff, but yeah, I so, think it'll be worth the wait. So the videos uh, look really cool. So real quick, Andy resp- uh, left a comment. And he said, uh, "Eight is already shot, supposedly." And yeah, I think that is correct. I think uh, I think they did finish uh, shooting, but I still think they may go back and. I'm not going to say fix, but rewrite a few things in, in the upcoming Star Wars movie. So, yeah, that that is you have to do to take that into account. All our scenes are already shot. So, yeah. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Andy, Andy said the Clues Gamer is going to become his own show. That's pretty cool. Sweet. I guess I guess Andy's team Coco. <laughs> <laughs> cool means. That's awesome. Alright, so let's just keep it moving. Um, we don't have a whole lot of news here. Um, just, just a quick little, little blip here. Um, the whole Nokia thing is kind of complicated because I believe Nokia sold its phone division to Microsoft. Yeah. And then Microsoft decided that they're not going to make any more Nokia phones. So I don't know if they sold the name back or what, but apparently Nokia is releasing a new Android phone. And it will only be available in China. Weird. So that 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 leads me to believe either it was a time exclusive thing or either a uh, region exclusive thing. Uh, So if this comes to to the U.S., I could, you know, I I don't really see that because it's been so soon since they acquired the name, um, the rights to certain parts of the company. Okay, so it looks like the company's HMD Global, and it's a Finnish company, which is actually, it's, I think it was founded by former Nokia phone members or phone employees. Uh-huh. And it, it was founded specifically to develop phones under the Nokia brand name. So I'm assuming this is uh-huh. part of the whole, fa- the whole fallout between Nokia and Microsoft and 
because yeah, it was it was it's kind of sad how big that company was, and now that Microsoft's taking over, there's just nothing now. Yeah, yeah. Which I Which mean, Google, Google did the same thing with Motorola, but I believe Google sold off Motorola to a Chinese holding company or something, so they're it, still making phones. But. It, and also, like the thing with the whole Nokia deal is like Nokia was in trouble already. That's the whole reason Microsoft was able to buy them. So, in a way, they tried to save parts of it, but it was something they had to do because they were in big trouble. And this this probably is the eventuality of something that probably would have happened anyway. Is that them uh, selling the rights to make phones to someone else? But yeah, as far as deals go, I think the Motorola deal was way better <laughs> than, than the Nokia deal because yeah. <laughs> cause it was almost like a swap meet. They were just getting something that was that was about to fail anyway and trying to salvage yeah, they, it. They basically purchased Nokia's corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sa- Sasha has corrected the uh the ship for Dude, the most I part. I love I love Microsoft's new CEO, man. He is the man. Yeah, the, the company is definitely a lot different than it used to be and it's it's actually exciting for a change. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't exactly link Microsoft with excitement very often, but yeah. yeah. You know, I'm I'm like I looked at this video this phone, um it's called the Nokia 8. No, no I'm sorry. The, the Nokia 6 and it I don't know, maybe this is just my my endless wonderment of technology, but it actually looks pretty cool. Um, I'm not saying that I would line up to buy it. It, <laughs> it, 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 it looks pretty sleek, man. I mean, it like I, we were talking earlier and I mean, it looks very similar to the pixel, which looks very similar to an iPhone, but I mean, it, it looks pretty nice. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it apparently will only be available in China, but the price point, if it ever does come to the U.S. or the U.S. equivalent of the yen, I guess, uh, is, is, uh, is it the yen in China? I um, think it's the yuan. Yuan? Uh, 200. Yeah, yen is Japanese. Yeah, okay, okay. But I think it's, it, the equivalent here is $250. And I know we were talking about it earlier about, uh, the whole Google phone and, uh, and, and how it's not, <laughs> they they've pivoted a little bit on trying to make a premium phone, but it's not the lower price that they used to be before they kind of did the whole Google rebranding of yeah. them. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I just think initially Google was trying to be everything for everyone, and they were kind of trying to hit that sweet spot between affordability and you know uh, a high spec phone. Yeah, but I think they've just sat and watched Apple rake in loads of cash for the past three or four or five or however many years since the iPhone. It's probably been about ten years now. Wow, but yeah, they've been they've been watching Apple just raking all this money with a premium device that everybody wants, and they I think they want a piece of that. So. Yeah. Because, you know, Apple doesn't sell as many phones as, as Google, but they don't have to because I think that each iPhone costs like $250 to make and they're selling them for what, six? Yes. Yeah, six, it's, it's six ridiculous. $700. So I don't, I don't see know, how anybody owns a, well, I guess the, cause they're subsidized, but those things are just way too expensive, man, for a phone. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's funny cause like I have an iPhone seven, but the only reason I have an iPhone seven is because Sprint's desperate for customers in <laughs> Kansas City and I guess everywhere. So they're actually paying for my phone. Like they're literally paying the monthly installments for it. So I mean, if you want to give me a free phone, I'll tell you. Yeah, of course. So all right. <laughs> so do you want to talk upcoming game releases? Oh, uh, why not? I have to say, I think it'll be fun. N- nothing on this list 
is on my radar. So <laughs> I'll let you go dude, ahead and dude. see if there's <laughs> okay. So there's one game on here that I really, really want to talk about. Well, there's quite a there's a few, but the main one is Resident Evil Seven, dude. They have gone. They've done away with stars, like the I guess the international zombie police or whatever they are, <laughs> with like Chris Redfield and blah blah blah. And it's just like you're like this game. It's it's kind of like they've taken some of the stuff from PT, which was the Silent Hills uh, sequel that was supposed to have Norman Reedus and was supposed to be directed by Hideo Kojima uh-huh. that Konami just squashed. And they've kind of taken some a feel of some of the feel of that, and they've kind of mixed it with some Resident Evil. And it's, I mean, it's you you start out in just like a farmhouse, you know, you're not even in the city, you're huh. not in a wilderness, and it's in the first person. Interesting. And like I did, I didn't. This game wasn't even really on my radar, and I there was a Penny Arcade comic. <laughs> if you if you um read Penny Arcade, you probably saw it, but it's they just talk about how scary this game is, and in first how scary it is in first person um is this also in, in vr, VR? yes yeah, in vr oh, okay, okay but it okay so this summer they announced that it was going to be vr for everybody january 17th but i think sony slipped them some money because it's going <laughs> to have a year of a year of psvr exclusivity wow. which piss which pisses me off because them i have a vibe and just the first like just download the first person demo on the pc or whatever i think it might be on the xbox and ps4 as well uh-huh. but it is scary it's like the scariest resident evil in a long time so i'm really look- i was really looking forward to playing it in vr it looks like i won't be doing that soon but, <laughs> but um it's still something that seems like it's pretty cool so that that's the one that's the one that's just jumping out at me uh other than that um, there isn't a whole lot. Like, I'm just, I'm just completely over Kingdom Hearts because they've released like 1.5, 2.5, blah, 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 final chapter, whatever. And it's like, it's kind of like. Are those mainline so, releases or are they just like for handheld or something? Well, this one, the 2.8 final chapter prologue, I believe it's for PS, yes, PS4. And, um,. I don't really know a whole lot about it. I'm just, I'm just kind of over these these what do you call them incremental yeah semi semi sequels like just come out with three already. That is like a three. mouthful. HD two point eight final chapter prologue. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over it. But yeah, I know you used to be a huge Kingdom Hearts uh, fan, man. Oh man. Well, well, see, that's the thing for me is when did the PS two come out? Like, well. I got a PS2 like the 2000, early 2000s, like 2002, 2003. Nah. Um, and I played through the first one and I loved it. And I played through the second one and I loved it. And it completely resolved the story for me. Uh-huh. And then like a couple of years later, they come out with this like mysterious trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3. And I'm like, I, you know, there was, there was no kind, there was nothing like left open for me to want a Kingdom Hearts 3. And it's been what twelve years now, and and they still haven't made Kingdom Hearts three. So I'm just kind of over it. But you know, I, I say all this, but when they come out, if it's dual platform like Final Fantasy fifteen was, I'll probably check it out. But it's it's just not something that I'm just like super pumped for. Yeah, does that make sense? No, no, I, I totally get it. I totally get it, man. Especially, you know, and I don't know. Does it seem like with these incremental releases that they're just not putting the time and attention behind it to make it a, a mainstream thing, or they're just you know putting something out to sell, sell because they know it will sell. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the um the Baywatch movie, I guess. <laughs> but I'm I'm actually kind of interested in that, along with no, the no, along with the no. Jumanji movie too. They're just like no, they're doing equivalent to what they did with the Dukes of Hazard like ten years ago, like making a goofy spinoff. Like that's not a good thing though. No, like, but I still it's and Baywatch it's the rock, was always man. goofy. Baywatch but, was always but, goofy, but it wasn't a comedy. This is like a comedy though. You know what I mean? I, I never watched Baywatch, so I don't know. Uh, I probably just seen clips of it, but yeah, yeah, I don't. We could talk about that all day. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the making another Baywatch movie. Yeah, yeah Andy says Baywatch is gonna be funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet it will be. Um, just it. I don't know. I don't know. The Rock is I, The Rock is funny though, man. I, I like movies of him, and he's he his yeah, t- his movies tend to be pretty good or, or in action packed. So the The Rock will be the Kevin Hart of 2017 in way too many movies. So, um, <laughs> oh, the Sam Jackson but, for of uh, forever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. There was that year Colin Farrell was in everything, and then there was a year yeah Sam Jackson and I think Brendan Fra- Fra- Fraser had a year like that when he was in everything. Um, I, I kind of think Sam wins the cl- crown though cuz he's he is he will, prolific. he will do any he will do any kind of movie like it <laughs> He's like his agent calls him he's like so I got this movie lined up for you and he's like does it pay money and his agent's like yes and he's like sign me up like he will, he will do anything. I heard much. him talking about some movie recently. Oh yeah, I think he got his star or something on in Hollywood. And he was talking about it. it was pretty funny, but yeah, Sam, Sam is the man. Come on, oh man! My favorite Samuel Jackson movie. It's a tie between Pulp Fiction and Django Unchained. He is so funny in Django because it's like totally like you would never suspect Samuel Jackson to be playing an Uncle Tom, and like it's yeah. so funny. Yeah, that that movie's pretty good though. It was so hilarious, so hilarious. So man, but yeah, in, in yeah, the we, other, got off, we got off on a tangent yeah. there, <laughs> as we tend to do. Any other games on the list? Uh, pick your interest. Uh, uh, yeah, know. actually, um, I'm really excited. I, I'm kind of curious about the Power Rangers Mega Battle <laughs> game, just because you know I've always been a Power Rangers fan. Like I was, I love Power Rangers. Like from the time I was a kid until like a teenager, when all my friends were looking at me funny, like why are you still watching that? Um. So but the, little did I, little did I know that it was like a readaptation of a Japanese television show, and yeah. it makes sense now because I love Japan. So, so and you know, there's. I, I was going to ask. Sorry to interrupt. Do you remember that uh, Genesis Power Rangers game we had back oh, in the day? Oh yeah, the Power Rangers movie. Yes. Yeah, man. That no. was like one of my favorite games, man. I loved that game, even yeah. though it was really, really easy. It was still fun. Yeah, I can't remember anything about it really, but it was. It seemed like it was. Seemed like I remember it being fun. <laughs> Zorts and so, stuff, man. Sorry. So yeah, there's I'll, just two more games that I'm really really excited about. Um, Dragon Quest Eight is coming to 3DS, which if you've never played Dragon Quest Eight uh, on the PS2, yeah, PS2, it's a really really fun game. It was the first Dragon Quest that I actually got into. Um, and yeah, if you have 3DS, definitely check that out. And the last game is Disgaea Two is coming to PC. Huh. And um, if if you never played uh any of the disguise strategy RPG games, they're kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics ex- in, in that they're on a grid, but disguise just chaos. 
complete chaos uh-huh. and it's completely over the top and it's a lot of fun. So, you know, that's something else you may want to check out. Uh, there's a few more games on here like Conan Exiles, Digimon World, uh, Double Dragon 4, which is a yeah. sequel to an epic game, which is totally unnecessary. Which is 8-bit, which I, I watched the trailer and Just I get why? what they're doing. <laughs> I don't, you know, like, like the old, the whole pixelated platformers kind of coming back, but at the same time, it's like, eh, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of getting wore out, but just make a modern game that's good. You can make a 2D game with modern graphics. I don't get it. <laughs> that, that's what I want to do is to make a 2D game with modern, you know, with, with, Make it 1080p high resolution. Yeah, you know, take take advantage of all those pixels and make something beautiful. And a lot a lot of PC developers are doing things like that. Um, oh, I can't think of any of the names of the games now, but <laughs> there, there's a bunch of them. Uh, oh my god, there's all right. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank, but there there's a bunch of them on Steam. There's one that's just uh, what is it called? Bastion. That's one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful game. Beautiful game. Um, and there's another one. I think it's called like Hyperlight Drifter. I think yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, excellent, excellent games in you know the 2D kind of pixel art. Which I don't know, Bastion's not really pixel art, but it's just high resolution 2D and it's beautiful. Uh, so I really wish they would have done that instead of just trying to play off people's heartstrings. Yeah, which seems but, like everybody's doing these days. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hit you with uh, that nostalgia. Oh, did you see what they hacked the uh the the Nintendo uh mini? Is it the Nintendo mini or the small one classic? The Nintendo classic. Classic. <laughs> they hacked it. Yeah, like somebody in um Russia hacked it where you can like load ROMs on it. <laughs> oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to I need to look into it a bit more. But yeah, it's been hacked and it seems awesome. Like it even shows up in the menu. The game shows up in the menu like all the rest of the games. It's pretty cool. But yeah, I need to do oh, some yeah. research on that. I thought that was awesome. But who knows when I'll, if I'll ever be able to find a classic. But I guess we'll get into some hacking of our own a little later here. Oh, oh yes, the hacking. <laughs> so yeah, we've we've had a few comments since we've been rambling. Um, so Andy, yes, I will be going to see the Power Rangers movie the first day, <laughs> and I I can take my nephew. So that'll be fun. Um. Vera says he still has Power Ranger twin sheets, or his mom still has his Power Ranger twin sheets. And um, Johnny Green um replied about the Hyperlight Drifter. So yeah, yeah, great game. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll move to yeah the plan. Yeah, let me just add that Sergio uh commented about the Baywatch movie. <laughs> he said <laughs> it's Twenty One Jump Street. So yeah, maybe. Maybe I can see uh, I can see it going in that vein, which I have to admit I'm sorry I have not seen any of the Twenty One Jump Street movies. I know Sergio I, sings their praises, but I still have not I seen have, them. I, I, I have I, I hate to admit that my wife drugged me to see the what is it the <laughs> the second one? Uh huh. Twenty second Twenty second Jump Street is that what they called it? I, I don't even remember what they called it. <laughs> I but think so. I will admit that even though like I was like totally not into going to see the movie that it was it was pretty funny. Like, really? Yeah. It was. It was. It was it was funny. I will admit that. Cool, cool. I need to get on it then. I'm behind. <sighs> okay, so um what's next? What we're playing? What are we playing? Oh, um Okay, so I guess I'll go first. So I don't know if it was a free game or it was cheap or it was one of the monthly giveaways that Xbox Live gives, but 
I somehow got my hands on Rise Son of Rome. It was one of the launch titles for the Xbox One when it was released. And yeah, so first off about this game, I could, the bad things about it right off is that it's very repetitive, very repetitive. They're going for t- kind of that Batman combat of, um, you know, combos and t- time blocks and things like that. So in that aspect is very similar. The combat is fun, but it just gets kind of repetitive. So that, that is my main gripe with the game. And beyond that, there's not much else to do. You know, one of the things I loved about the Batman Arkham games is that you could, you know, go back and get the collectibles and things like that, which this game does have collectibles, but I just can't find in my heart to go through those levels again to find them because it's just not fun enough. It's not, it's not really open world enough to, to actually be good for that so um yeah other than that uh i really 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 like the story of the game is awesome um really more than i expected is pretty much just a vengeance story um and you kind of get that from the onset of the game first chapter and they do a few things to kind of bring in some more fun like you controlling your troops um but that in itself still is very limited so I had fun with the game, uh, but I don't know if I'd recommend it to people. Uh, just if you can get it for free, it's worth trying, but I wouldn't say run out and buy it. Um, so, uh, do you want to jump into one of your games, Carrie, or do you have any on here? I think they're all mine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I don't think I have any. <laughs> well, well, let, oh, well, well, I can talk to you about Super Mario Run. I yeah, guess. well, let, let, go ahead. You. Yeah, go ahead and do Battlefront. Okay, Star Wars Battlefront. I just started playing it. I've been playing it with my nephews. I know I'm way, way, way late on it. Uh, it's been out for over a year, I believe, by now. And I have to say I had fun with it. Um, it's kind of just your standard uh, first-person shooter fare, uh, slash third-person shooter fare. But um, one of the things that I really like about it, and one of the things that most people are probably drawn onto is the Star Wars IP, which the game is beautiful. I have to admit it's very, very beautiful game. So, um, you've probably seen a lot of screenshots of the game floating around and, and it kind of may have piqued your interest, but it's a beautiful game. It's, I haven't got deep into it. I just started playing it a couple of days ago, but, uh, we had plenty of fun jumping in there and, uh, and blasting some Imperial scum in, in Star Wars Battlefront. So I'll move on from that and we will talk some, uh, Super Mario Run. Okay. I don't even own an iOS device. Carrie's the iOS person or the uh, Apple person. So I actually played it on his phone. Um, I found it fun, but different. Um, what, what did you think about it, Carrie? Can you give me some, uh, what are your initial thoughts on Super Mario Run? So like, I mean, we've, we've talked about Super Mario Run before and, Honestly, like, I, w- I was not excited about this game at all because, you know, I just felt like it was kind of a money grab because, you know, Pokemon Go blew up. And so Nintendo was like, oh, everybody thought that <laughs> Nintendo created Pokemon Go, but they didn't. Um, it was a company called, uh, I can't remember what the name, the, the name is, but they had another game which is exactly like Pokemon Go, uh-huh. but it was just an original IP. So basically they took their old game and they just slapped the Pokemon IP. Yeah, I think it was like Ingress or something like that. Yeah, Ingress, Ingress, Ingress. That's the name of the game. So, like, they just took it, slept 
Pokemon on top, and everybody's like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. So Nintendo's like, finally, they're like, you know, and Sergio and you and everybody's been talking about this forever. Like, Nintendo, you know, once they start developing mobile games, it's going to be, you know, and I'm just like, eh. But I will admit, you know, you know, like this this game here. And I love the way they set it up because they, they, they totally nailed me. So you download Super Mario Run. And um, at first I'm like, oh, I thought I had to pay for this. Great. So I played through the first three levels and it's awesome. I love it. And then I get to like the first castle Uh-oh. and it's like, you need to pay $10 if you want to continue. And I'm like, ah, oh, Nintendo. You, <laughs> it's like you, you win. Fine. And, and I paid the $10 and you know, I haven't regretted it. I've gotten many hours of enjoyment and I played it. More than I played any smartphone game in recent memory, anyway. Um, yeah, which is funny because I I think I, I well I've heard that they pulled a lot of the um, pay to play type elements out of it, and they just streamlined yeah. it to to pay this one fee yeah. and get everything. So does it seem like they stripped some things out now that you played a bit more? Um, the way the game set up, I can see that maybe they put into where you could originally you might have been able to pay money for like coins or for like these um what is it called there's these toad tickets that you get to do the rally where rally is where you you pretty much it's kind of like a time trial where you're like playing against a ghost uh-huh. you know like ghosts are like more prevalent on racing games but you kind of race through the stage against a ghost which is somebody else's ghost another player and you pretty much try to beat their score and get farther than them in the stage. And, you know, whoever has a high score, they get they get the toads who, like, come to watch the rally. Uh-huh. And the more toads you have, the bigger your castle is and the more stuff you can add to your kingdom kind of thing. So it's it's a lot of fun. Um, And it's very, very addictive. Uh, but, like, my, my main thing is I'm, I'm glad they, like, took time and polished this. And it just shows you, as far as Nintendo goes... If they know what they're coding for, so like they know, yeah. like they know how to take advantage of hardware. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. So like, and and, and it makes total sense. At first, I was like, why can you only jump with Mario? Because <laughs> but it ma- but but it makes so much sense because you know there aren't really any buttons on a phone, and yeah. nine times out of ten you're going to be holding a phone with one hand. So it just makes perfect the the mechanics make perfect sense, and it's still a lot of fun to play, even though it's auto run. I, yeah. I I I don't know. Like I can't say enough good things about this game. They like totally blew me away. I was not expecting it to be this good. Yeah, I mean, one of my biggest disappointments about the game is that it wasn't on iOS and Android from the get go. But I don't know if that's just uh, some some money under the table at Apple to make it exclusive, or it's like you just mentioned. They're good at tuning for one piece of hardware, and the fact that Android is so diverse versus. Uh, Apple is pretty much a streamlined system. You know, they have different SKUs, but it's for the most part, it's streamlined. So I can definitely see how that would, uh, make it be delayed on, uh, on Android. But yeah, I can't wait to play it. I think you can sign up to get a notice when it comes out on Android, which I haven't done yet. So, but I'm still hoping it's like soon. I, if it's like the summer, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> but if it's in the, in the next month or, or two, I think that'll be all right. But. But yeah, I can't wait to actually get it for myself and, and put some time into it. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna, yeah, I, I wish they would have did a dual launch, but I think they just kind of wanted to get it out there and just get a feel for 
how people would accept it before they spent more resources on porting it to another platform, which makes sense, you know? Yeah. They're just, they're just kind of dipping their toe in. At least that's how I took it. Well, isn't it already the most downloaded iOS app? Am I right in saying that? Seemed like I heard it somewhere. I don't know. Let's look. App Store? <laughs> top charts? Uh, the top, oh. Well, technically it's not a paid app the way they set it up. It yeah. is the top free app. Okay. Te- technically it's free. And yeah. Quote unquote. <laughs> I'm looking at top grossing. It's the 20, 20th top gross, top, it's the 20th most grossing app on the app store. Is that uh, like all time list or last week or like, I mean, what's the time frame on that? Do you know? I'm, I'm not really sure okay. how far back it goes. It maybe go back like a year, which in case that makes sense or that is actually amazing that it's 20th. Pokemon Go, just as a reference, is eighth. So ah, uh, interesting. I mean, that, that's still pretty good. I think. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, man, do we want to talk about what we play? Oh, we want, let's we, let's do Rocket League first. Offensive <laughs> going to Wii Sports. So let's do Rocket League first. Yeah. Um. So we played this uh, over the Christmas holidays with our nephews. It had tons of fun with it, but. You know, what what looks on the outside as a pretty simple game, Rocket League is like very strategic and man, it's some people on there who are just awesome. Ridiculous. It, it, it's weird that you can maneuver a car in the video game to do the things that I'm seeing these people doing when it's just hard for me to drive and hit the ball. So, <laughs> so yeah, what do, what, what do you think about Rocket League, man? What? Well, as far as Rocket League goes, I'll be honest, I've done everything I can, I could up until the point that we actually played it to avoid this game, just because, <laughs> just on pretenses, I was yeah. like, car soccer? That's dumb. Like, I would, yeah. that, that just, just didn't sound fun at all to me, but in my endless search for split screen multiplayer online games, um, this is one of the top games that came up because you can play it four player split screen and you can also go online with those four players. And there's yeah. probably, I can probably count on my hand the amount of Xbox One and PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 games that are capable of doing that. So I was like, this is a perfect game for my nephew. So I bought it for him for Christmas and we all sat down to play it and I fell in love with it. It's yeah. just, it's, it's a blast. It's so much fun to play. It's, and it's polished. It's, the net code's really good. There's hardly yeah. any lag. Um, you know, and it, it, I, it, and, and one thing we haven't really explored yet, there's crossplay. So you can do PS4 to PC crossplay and you can do Xbox One to PC crossplay, which Crazy. I didn't know that I didn't know you could do it on Xbox One, but they did recently open it up. So it makes sense. But I mean, this game is everything that I wish all games were, but you know, I guess everybody just doesn't either doesn't have the time or the resources to, you know, adapt a game to be able to go for play a split screen these days. Yeah. But I, I wish more, more developers did that. Yeah. And, and even two player split screen, split screen would be a compromise, but most, uh, the tent pole games don't even do that, which I just find extremely weird. I think it's like the worst, um, the biggest flaw of the current generation of consoles is just a lot of games have been suited to consume all that power on the box, but they don't really program for two people in the same household, which is just weird to me. 
Yeah, I get. I gave up hope though when Halo Five was not split screen. That that was like that That's was a travesty. Like a, that was a punch in the gut for me because you know if nothing else was split screen online, you know, I like Halo was always the game, which I think that so many people complain with the next one. The next one will probably have the split screen multiplayer. So, yeah, hopefully they bring that back. Yeah, agreed. If it like I don't care what kind of gamer you are, like at least give Rocket League a try. It's a it's a lot of fun. Like I can't really go into a whole lot of detail on the mechanics. I mean, it's basically soccer with cars, but <laughs> it's 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 just so much. It's a lot of fun. You know, the first couple games you'll be like, "What am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing." But eventually, you'll start to get a feel for it, and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, agreed. So uh yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the next game we're going to talk about, and. That is Wii Sports. I know. It's old. Uh, why, why are we talking about this? It's like, what, 10 years old now. It's from that console that people thought was great and stopped buying all of a sudden. It's the waggle daggle game. <laughs> but man, I don't know how long it's been since I actually sat down and tried to play that game, uh, play Wii Sports with a group of friends. And we actually played it again over the Christmas holidays and, Wow, that game is still fun, man. Still extremely okay. fun. I will say this, and a lot of people may want to shoot me for saying it, and that's fine, but I still think Wii is one of the best consoles that that you could buy right now. Because, and the reason I say that is, okay, so, what's out now? PS4, Xbox, um, you have all the Vive stuff that's coming out the vibe the oculus all this new technology and we sat or stood in my mother's living room uh-oh baby's crying sorry so me we stood in my mother's living room me and my brother um because uh we set up a we for my nephew slash cousin nephew whatever yeah and we stayed up until like 2 (laughs) a.m yeah man bowling on a nintendo wii it's still fun (laughs) it it's still fun and like i I can't tell you the last time i stayed up late playing any kind of video game that late but it was a lot of fun (laughs) And you know, and we just mentioned like the co-op, the the demise of like co-op games with the newer consoles. I mean, just being able to jump in there, no hassle. You know, of course we were we weren't playing online, but we were playing local. But to jump in there, no hassle, get sync, get the controller synced up, and get the plan, and just not have to worry about anything, and just have fun, man. Those games still hold up in space and that capacity. And, you know, even just the next day when we came home from church and then we had my brother-in-law and his kids and my nephews, you know, we all, all four us jumped on there and played. So, man, just the simplicity and those games are still just a ton of fun. And it it seems strange that Nintendo kind of completely abandoned that with the Wii U and went with this pad controller, which they didn't utilize. So I'm wondering, will the Switch have some of that waggle capability in the detachable controllers? I guess we'll find that out on the 13th. But man, it's just, you know, I know it worked then because then we had the follow up of the connect and the follow up of the move to try to uh, rake in on those same uh, sensibilities. 
But man, just at its core, those things were so fun. And, and I wish they could still be around in some capacity, but not just mm-hmm. overemphasize like they, like they got to the point we just got tired of them, you know? Yeah. Can you imagine though, if Nintendo would, instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, I guess, or come out with the next big thing with the Wii U, if they would have just yeah. enhanced their, enhanced the tracking of the Wii, made a 1080p console, you know, and just, just enhanced what they already had, you yeah. know? Like, I feel like that the Wii U would have been one of the most popular consoles right now if they would have just stuck with what they had, but they, I don't know. I, and I just don't, I don't, I don't, I feel like sometimes Nintendo just doesn't listen to consumers. <laughs> they think they, they think they know best. And yeah. I'm hoping they learned the lesson with, with the Switch and that they actually get back to that, you know, cause yeah. even, even Microsoft and Sony forget this, you know, at their core, video games are supposed to be fun. It's not about poly count. It's not about like multiplayer, number of people that can get on the same game or any of this crap. It's just, am I having fun or am I not having fun? You know, and I think it's one of the reasons Rocket League is such a good game is that, yeah. you know, it focuses on fun and I, I just hope Nintendo gets back to that. Yeah. I mean, you said it best, man. It would, it would be such a different picture if we saw what Nintendo could do if they, uh, come built upon the last generation instead of every generation we're getting something totally different, you know. Um, again, we're doing it again with the Switch, something totally different. So they, I think they just need to get to a point where they can do like Microsoft and like Sony is doing with, with building a base where we can bring in these games from last year or last uh, console generation and they still play for the most part the same. And, and even, even, I'm, again, they're the company that likes to innovate, but innovate upon what you already have. Don't just go in a totally different direction. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah. They, they, they need to get back to that magic. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. We'll see on the 13th, cool. I guess. Cool. So, um, I, I kind of want to talk about Dragon Ball Super, but I kind of don't because I know not many people watch it and it'll probably just be spoilerific and everybody will get mad at me. So we'll save the Dragon Ball Super discussion for another week. But the past two episodes, uh, were pretty cool. Um, but we'll talk about that another day. Let's just go ahead and jump into the, the main discussion. You know, talk about some console hacking. What? Whatever do you mean, sir? So, um, uh, back in the good old days of the Xbox One, not the Xbox One, the original Xbox. Oh my, how am I supposed to say that? Xbox Prime? Is that the way to say it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the first Xbox. OG. Yeah, the OG Xbox. So, um, somebody figured out a way to, um, to hack it and, um, following some, Pretty, pretty well laid out, uh, instructions off of the internet. I was able to hack the hard drive of my Xbox One to play emulators, or I said Xbox One, my original Xbox to play emulators. And, um, if you decided to, you could put a bigger hard drive on it. And, you know, it was even so streamlined to where, like, I had like a 320 gigabyte hard drive in my Xbox and I could put in a game. And click a button and it would just dump the game to the hard drive. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And the I was I was like I had a game flash for subscription for a couple months and I just got everything I wanted. And it's just to me like it's <laughs> it's not so much the the piracy aspect of it. It's just I really like the idea of taking something and using it in a way that it was wasn't meant to be used. Yeah. And like I I just think it's amazing that people can figure out how to do those types of things. I mean, there's even hacks for the Wii, you know, where you can take a Nintendo Wii and um Basically, uh, there's this exploit for it to where you can load something called a homebrew channel and dump a whole bunch of Wii games on a hard drive. It's kind of like the Xbox and just play them off the hard drive. And like, I just, I don't know how people even come up with this type of, you know, like, how do they even, like, I wouldn't even know where to start. I guess is what I'm I'm getting at, but I think it's amazing that people can do things like that, uh. Well, it's, it's, so. it's so funny when you talk of hacks and, uh, emulation as well. Like some consoles are so easy to break. And I don't know if it's insider information leaking out the, the specifics of how the hardware works or is it just people completely reverse engineering these things? But yeah, it's cool to see that somebody who doesn't, presumably doesn't have inside knowledge can come up and make something against this piece of hardware and find an exploit in the software to take advantage of a memory leak or something and actually inject code and, and actually create something totally different, which, um, what we, what we saw with the, with, with the U, Wii U, I'm sorry, the Wii and adding those games is just like, how, who has the time to do all this? <laughs> Where are these people, you know? And why aren't they yeah. like, uh, the next Bill Gates or something, you know? Yeah, like even something like the Raspberry Pi, um, which is just like a basically a like just a a cheap computer. I mean, you can buy one for like twenty bucks. So yeah, like I was able to get one, and they have something called uh, there's a there's a version of Debian Linux called Raspbian, and you can load this software on it called I think it's called Emulation Station, uh-huh. and it will play. PlayStation, PlayStation, well, it won't do PlayStation 2, it's not powerful enough, but you can do N64, SNES, NES, Genesis, PlayStation 1, um, and it plays them all, like, flawlessly, and it's just, I don't know, I just want to give a shout out to all the, the hackers, cause, I mean, you, you're way smarter than I will ever be. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really amazing. And then, like, even on I, P- I, PC with Dolphin and, and uh these different Oh yeah, Dolphin. I forgot about Dolphin. Like like there's even actual HMD, which is Vive and um Oculus support for the Dolphin now, so you can play play GameCube and Wii U games in VR if you if you want. Um so like that's that's amazing that you know, that people can figure out how to do all this different stuff with like no you know, like no direction, just looking at assembly or whatever and figuring it out. Yeah, especially in the case where the console is nothing like a, a PC architecture, um, like in the case of the Wii and things like that. Um, it's just, yeah. it's just really impressive. Yeah, and just, this is just kind of totally unrelated, but like Satoru Iwata, um, he was one of the, one of the original programmers for Nintendo and, um, the Pokemon people were having trouble getting their, their, I think, I don't think it was the original Pokemon. I think it was like gold and silver. They were having problems getting the original game that they written, getting it on the Game Boy cartridge. And like he, by himself, he like completely rewrote their game in assembly language 
and he he compressed it so much that they were able to add like three or four different areas to the game. That's crazy. <laughs> to the game to where it was like three or four times as big as it would have been if they would have just put like that the original code on there. And you know, I I've just never been like a a coder or in you know like a hardware engineer type person. You know, I'm more of a software person, but it's just to me it's amazing that 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 stuff is even possible, and it just shows you that I don't know. There's still room for innovation in technology if people who've never seen schematics or like hardware designs you know like insider information for these consoles can figure out how to you know just can figure out how they work it's just amazing yeah man that's 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 you know um I thought I was good, but I can take apart a clock or something to put it back together. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, the, these guys are on a whole nother level. And like me, I'm a programmer and still the stuff they do amazes me. I'm like nowhere in the vicinity of, of the stuff that they can do. It's just, it's just really amazing, man. And, and, uh, hats off to those guys. And, you know, you also got to think about the game preservation part of this this uh of what they do because you know a lot of the older hardware consoles that you don't they're not around anymore there are very few of them or you know we don't know the lifespan of them but a lot of work that they do actually aids to the preservation of of software and different games that may be lost if nobody was trying to port them or emulate them on newer hardware so i think that's another cool aspect of what they do (laughs) Oh man, it's like I don't, I, I don't want to like turn this into a love fest for Satoru Iwata, but like I just want to like just, just how smart this guy is, because you know he's he was the president of Nintendo until he passed away recently, but like just, just to give you some examples of how smart this guy was. So let's see here. All right, so they were like when they were developing Pokemon Stadium for the Nintendo sixty four. He took it on himself to reverse engineer the battle system of Pokemon Red and Blue by simply looking at the code without any sort of specification document from the designers. It took him one week to build a working version of the battle system from Pokemon Red and Blue for the, like, he, it took him a week to port it to the Nintendo 64. Just by self. Wow. Yeah. And. But, yeah, I mean, people like him and, and John Carmack, Vid, formerly Vid, I mean, those guys are just like on a totally different plane <laughs> when it comes to programming and, and engineering. It's just, it's just really ridiculous. Yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess there's just, just some special people in this world. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that wasn't much of a, a console hacking uh, <laughs> well, yeah, discussion, yeah. but. We talked about it a little bit, so I mean, you know, we, we, we may can get into it a little bit further in, in, uh, in a future episode. We really and, want, and, go ahead. And like, that's the, the thing about that is it's just kind of, kind of dicey or sketchy because, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't want to say too much and like get in legal trouble, but, um, it's just, there's so much you can do with these game consoles now that, you know, it's, it's not even funny. And then, like, I know we, we were going to talk about VR today. We we're going to talk about it on a future episode. But, like, even with VR and, like, how they were hacking, like, Vive games to play on the Oculus and Oculus games to play on the Vive, you know, it's just so much out there, man. Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta step my game up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but cool, man. That's, I think that's about a wrap. Uh, anything you working yeah. on that's cool that you want to talk about or plug here? 
Well, I don't really have anything that I'm really to like announce yet, but um, I'll just say that like one of my childhood dreams, like when I was in high school, and you know, you always think of like things you want to do when you grow up. Like I've always wanted to be a video game developer, and one of my big resolutions this year is to get some form of video game out by the end of the year and i've already started working on it um putting together a little team so hopefully we can have something out that's fun and enjoyable and not crap so (laughs) you know i'll keep you posted on that and uh, i don't really have anything else to you know maybe maybe we're going weekly with this i don't i don't know yet i guess it'll just depend on scheduling and you know we just want to keep it fun because so far we've been doing it once a month we've been having a lot of fun with it so you know, we'll we'll see where that takes us. Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling. If if we feel like we can do it every week, we're gonna we're gonna try it. So yeah, just um, thanks to everybody for listening and you know uh, subscribing. For more information on that, you can go to techpedition dot com slash subscribe, and you can subscribe on any of the uh, podcasting platforms out there. We may be doing some doing some more of this. Um, Facebook stuff, uh, Facebook Live, and seeing how that yeah, goes. And, and Andy, dude, like, it's just, like we're we're doing small form podcasting again. So, dude, you you have to get on with us again. Like, if, if you can, if you can find a time. I know you're a busy, man. But yeah, we'd love to have you on, man. So shoot me a line, or, or I guess I'll get in contact with you or something, and we can find out what works for you and get you on. Because it was always fun back in the original original podcast days. The original opinion days. Yeah. Um, Seems so long me ago. And, yeah, me and, me and Ian Clarence had a lot of fun back then. So, you know, maybe we can do some more of those. Cool. So, uh, yeah. If nothing else, guys, I, I guess we're out of here. Yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you maybe next week. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Tech Pedition Podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.